Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oh, Yahtzee, the, the, the brain's not firing on all cylinders today, buddy. Well, let's keep pushing through. Maybe it'll get a second win. <laughs> yeah, admire this cute dog. Look at that. Look at that toffee. Oh, he looks great. Uh, he's, you know, you, it's nice that you have a partner in the void that is your life. <laughs> yes, in the, I'm back in the paradise realm. In the that's where realm. all that's where all dogs go. Oh, that's true. I'm I'm so happy that Toffee is there, uh, enjoy enjoying uh, your your company, and you know, just uh, it's great to have a dog on camera. Just for sugar uh, is sugar is sweet, and oh, so is Toffee. So is Toffee. Okay, so. Stealth Games, Metal Gear versus Hitman, Yahtzee. I only recently have played uh, the modern Hitman games. I've, I played the mm. the earlier ones. Which well, they've come a long way. They really In fact, both the both of these franchises have. <laughs> I mean, I would have said uh, trick question because Garrett from Thief would just run up and blackjack the two of them and get on with the day. <laughs> but uh, hit, the old Thief series is looking. Slightly the worse for wear these days. I was only ever really one really good game in it. Mm-hmm. But Metal Gear Solid and Hitman are both sort of legacies. Yes. Metal Gear Solid in particular, but Hitman goes back quite a long way. And it's been through a whole bunch of reboots and soft reboots and reinterpretations and messing with the formula. I would say the modern, the current Hitman trilogy, which is really just one big game and two like big mission expansion packs. Mm-hmm is probably the formula perfected yes what 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 were your conclusions playing them for the first time well really you know i was looking to compare and contrast the two and really like the hitman games are stealth games period and the metal gear games are stealth action base building uh upgrade rpg ish like a big wibbly yeah, wobbly yeah. bit bit Hideo kojima's mind is a restless one <laughs> yeah but, Hit, but hitman's kind of the only string to io interactive's bow they made kane and lynch and mm. they made i think they made freedom fighter which oh, yeah, no one's heard yeah, of. No. <laughs> so yeah, one, they've had nothing to do but try to perfect Hitman this whole time. And and I'll tell you, uh, you know, I remember playing the older Hitman games, which I think were more similar, more in the vein of Metal Gear, where you could just blunt force action your way through a level. Yeah, but every time like I get caught and blunt action begins when playing the new Hitmans, my first instinct is just to reload a save because fuck course. it. Well, and and that's the, it's the, the new co- way. It's the classic. It's the classic example of the cock up cascade in video games because mm-hmm. the game does everything it can to encourage you to um, be as silent and sneaky as you can because <laughs> you get the silent <laughs> yes. assassin rating if you do it perfectly. Mm. And, I, uh, if you, and if you don't, you just get beaten over the head at the end of the mission, saying, "What the fuck was that?" I do like I love it even like like I hate I love that I hate even getting caught on camera like in a disguise like and, you know a little yeah. thing pops up goes oh your face was caught on camera like shit reload a save uh, yeah because otherwise if you not so much with the cameras but if you make a single mistake and get spotted by a single guard it just escalates it you get can. caught some you shoot you shoot the guard who spotted you you mm. try to trying to get their body into a locker then another guard comes in you have to shoot them. <laughs> Suddenly there's open combat, guards being called in from all over the map. Yes. Fuck it, reload, there is no point in trying to pull things back. Though I did find it really interesting, uh, like kind of exploit, not an exploit, but like an interesting way to utilize that for my benefit is, uh, you know, in in the new Hitman games, if someone can see through your disguise, they have a little white dot in front of their head. And so I remember I was going down this hallway and there was like three guys in there, but only one had the little white dot over his head. So I I just kind of walked past him quickly, 
into a hallway where no one was in. And he was like, hey, hey, sir, I need to talk to you. You don't seem like you belong here. And he followed me. So then I was able to take him out stealthily without the other seeing me. And I was yeah. like, oh, I felt really clever for yeah, doing that's that. That's another thing you can do. You lose your silent assassin rating, though, because that counts as being spotted. Oh, sure, sure. But... And when I, that dude wakes up, he's going to have a witness report. Uh, you were not a ghost-like assassin. Uh, no, I snapped his neck. So <laughs> well, that's even worse, man. You can't kill more than your target. That's the whole point. In in my head, the way I was playing Agent 47 was as long as I was sure they were a bad guy. Right. You know, like, I'm not going to kill, like, some random you know bystander that's that's not but it like oh someone who's working for the bad guy oh yeah they're dead they don't they don't matter to me well of course that's the advantage of the sandbox layout of the hitman games is that mm. you can bring your own sort of interpretation to it exactly if, if you like you can be the sort of person who doesn't kill anyone or you can be the sort of person who will snap the neck of every inconvenient obstacle in their path yes um I, mean, I guess you have to sort of disregard the star rating in the end if you want to do that yeah now, ends fine. justify the means, sort of guy. I, you can do like challenge runs, like you want to be a sniper. You could, you could yeah. try to be a sniper. I mean, it takes ages to unlock the sniper rifle in the new games, but you do eventually. Mm-hmm. What? You what could, I was? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sort of monopolizing the talk at the moment. No, that's all right. You you go for it. We understand why could, people are here. You can also <laughs> go for the um, no disguises run, which I find quite, which I find amusing. Turns it back into a classic stealth game, really. Mm. We you have to watch out for people and hide behind things. In many, ways it's, in many ways, it's slightly easier because you know for sure what will happen if you get seen by anyone. So you just don't get seen at all. Sure. Rather than sure. try to go out into the open and risk things in plain sight. Ooh, that's very and, interesting. And once you've you played through the missions a few times, you start to learn the, the nice stealthy routes, like the drain pipes that lead you up to the rooftop. Right. Uh, well, and you can even unlock shortcuts. Like if you, mm-hmm. you know, you can go and unlock the ladder. So then when you play through the second time, you can use that, you know, very dark. It's the Dark Souls of stealth games. Uh, <laughs> you can unlock shortcuts. Uh, there's a lot of the Dark Souls of such and such, <laughs> isn't there? <laughs> Why well, this... Uh, Stroking this dog is the dark souls of animal petting. Oh, don't use up all your stamina. I uh, to me like the Hitman games the the big victory is walking out like you know part of the game you're not done with the mission uh, until you walk out of the building and get to a safe extraction zone. Oh, that's fun, isn't it? The oh, the the exit so saunter probably the best part. I can't believe how satisfying that feels. It's just knowing that I killed yeah. someone and no one else knows. <laughs> shoot, shoot someone, get away from like your firing position, get a disguise on, and then you just like walk in the opposite direction to all the sprinting policemen going, mm-hmm. that way, officers, I just saw somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Quick change oh, yeah, your that's... outfit again and then walk out the door. Boom. That's yeah, definitely the best part of a Hitman level. Yes. It's, it's your victory lap. It's it's uh, <laughs> running around the track again with your hands up going, woo. Exactly. And that's not the type of feeling that you get from Metal Gear as well. No. If, if we are going to compare and contrast the stealth in Metal Gear. Well, that's the part. That was the point of the debate is the contrast. And there is a pretty significant contrast between those two. Mm, mm-hmm. As you say, Metal Metal Gear Solid has been all over the place. It's transmuted into these open world management games, whereas Hitman (laughs) has really just been refining the one concept this whole time. Yes. And, of course, they have very contrasting approaches to story. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Jesus effing Christ. Because, as we all know, Metal Gear Solid is story, 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 story. Hey, did you guess? Did you figure out what this part of the story is referencing? Well, here's a 45-minute conversation explaining it, just in case it has passed you by. <laughs> now you Whereas get to play the, a little bit. You get to play a little bit just to get to the next story. Yeah, yeah. I guess it was a lot worse in like Metal Gear Solid before it was, you know, the Metal Gear Solid Five sort of thing. Oh, yeah. like Metal Gear Solid Two was crazy with the codec conversations. <laughs> <laughs> the last part of the game you spend 45 minutes just staring at a green dude talking bollocks mm-hmm. whereas in the hitman especially in the last in the latest trilogy the story really feels like just the merest amount of spackle 
to put the sandboxes together. Yeah. It kind of doesn't matter. It's kind of going through the same routine that Hitman Story's always gone through. Oh, he's a brainwashed assassin. Oh, no, wait, he has some humanity. He has... He turns, he goes rogue out of loyalty to his friends and um, takes revenge <laughs> on the people that created him. That's happened like four times right. over the course of the Hitman series. They never really explore any other theme. Oh, but no. As I say, and they're, they're really- very, they're very wibbly wobbly as far, or they're very non-committal as far as like, you are a Hitman, sure. You are killing people, sure. But at, at least in the missions that I've played so far, they have bent over backwards to explain exactly why it's okay that you're killing these people <laughs> yeah well it's it's generally because you're targeting people who are very very rich and powerful in mm. like the centers of their power yeah and such people are inevitably douchebags oh sure but it's like you know like you're not a hitman you are a do-gooder like you are a goody two-shoes you're not just like oh kill that guy because someone paid you money to it's this person uh, uh, stole a bunch of money from orphans and then uh, sold drugs to nuns uh, and is trying to take over the Middle East with a nuclear bomb and you have to get the codes. You know, like it's they're bad, bad people. Well, as I want to say from a philosophical perspective, the game is focused on targeting uh, untouchable people. Mm. either in terms of wealth and power and such people are generally have don't have the cleanest consciences to have gotten to that position (laughs) in real life no and and, you know it's simple for from from a gameplay perspective that's what i i like that because then i don't have to worry about any moral complications should i or shouldn't i kill this person this person deserves to be killed and now i get to have fun killing them so like that's not a complaint it's just you know uh just comparing and contrasting like the super gray back and forth story of Metal Gear Solid versus the very simple you are the good guy trust me of Hitman. Yeah, there certainly is a contrast with Metal Gear Solid because every Metal Gear Solid game when you kill the boss you have to listen to them whine about their backstory for 45 minutes before they finally die. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I'm actually a tragic character. Here, let me explain why. With uh, the small amount of air remaining in my lungs that I'm going to stretch out for the next hour. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, so like I like if we're going to do a stealth off, Hitman, I think, wins just by essence of simplicity. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. it's a much purer stealth experience, a much purer gameplay experience. Because as I say, the story's just there to sort of paste the open-ended missions together. Mm-hmm. There have been more story-based Hitman games that generally aren't haven't been very good. Oh. I don't know if you've ever played Hitman Absolution. You might mm. have seen a trailer for a Hitman game in which he's attacked by rocket launcher wielding bondage nuns. That's that game. Oh, it's oh. it's very weird. It's got a very sort of grindhousey sort of uh, tone to it, <laughs> and it feels a little bit out of place, especially when compared to the extremely clean. Uh, games of the of the most recent hitman trilogy mm. they really are very very almost disturbingly clean just distilled what yeah. you know like what makes a stealth game fun well it's you know hiding right like yeah, yeah. the it's, it's very boiled down even the yeah. game's interface is looks like a furniture catalog or something very clean very <laughs> very straightforward it's the ikea of assassination games absolutely exactly there you go <laughs> you can even piece together what part of it you like no and like so far i'm really enjoying uh, i think we talked about this uh, before we were recording uh, what i'm going to refer to as like the micro sandbox versus yeah. the mega sandbox of like a metal gear solid 5 is you know just very detailed alive levels but it's just a house or it's just like a two square block radius i think it's a very solid approach to like the open-ended gameplay not mm-hmm. as you say not so much the massive sprawling open world which tends to result in uh the commute where you just travel <laughs> across lots lots and lots of empty land and get yes. to the icon on the map mm-hmm. but i've always preferred the hitman style enclosed sandbox sort of goes back to uh, the thief series as well because the best levels of thief were along similar lines yeah especially thief thief 2 where it's just a, a noble's estate multiple entry points multiple routes through it mm-hmm. 
and like characters it. that are doing things like char- exactly, AI yeah. characters that can surprise you. I love that. I like a game where they just create a realistic environment. They don't mm. just like contrive a linear path through something that's supposed to be like a real life location. Right. But they use like locked doors and blocked off corridors to direct you in a certain way. Just lay it all out like it is in real life. And then um, put a few systems in place and uh, away you go. You can be... Uh, it's 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 almost... The satisfying feeling is almost like being the one... Uh, the odd man out in this like clockwork system. Ooh. And just going unnoticed and going, tee-hee-hee, little do they know. <laughs> little do they know as they go about their petty little lives that a fox is, is in the hen house this day. So That's part good. of the satisfaction of the game. Yes, like the the dedicated act natural button. If if you can like yeah. rub up against the right thing, if like you think someone's onto you, like oh nope, I'm just looking in this microscope. Oh, of course they're a scientist, of course. Yeah. And the fact, <laughs> the fact that all the characters in it have their own agendas. It's all open ended. Yes, that's and they're all like going about a routine. They're going about their daily routine, and you're mm. trying to sort of. Put a throw a little wrench in the works here and there without disturbing the rest of the routine. Yes. That's, and, that's what makes it satisfying. And that's another big contrast from the Metal Gear games, which, you know, have their their guard characters, your enemies, like just in loops. You can mm. time their loops. Okay, this mm. guard is doing this loop. This guard is doing this loop. I'll wait till this loop goes over here. Then I can take care of this loop. Then this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what always annoyed me about. Uh, more linear stealth games like your Splinter Cell, especially the first couple of Splinter Cell games. Oh, sure. Because in Thief, of course, with those big sprawling levels, um, you could have guards that patrol the entire estate uh, who could just take you by surprise just when you think that no one's coming through the, the spot where you are. Mm-hmm. And in like the, the the Thief remake, which was really bad, oh. it was it was much more linear. So it's just a lot of the situations where you're in just like two corridors. Sure. And you, there's like one guard, he goes this way, he waits a bit, he goes that way, he waits a bit. It's all it's like little snacky lunchbox lunchables <laughs> bits of stealth gameplay rather than a complete stealth experience in the sprawling map. Right. Right. Well, and, you know, I think we're being pretty harsh towards Metal Gear in comparing it to a stealth game. But I think Metal Gear also has some fun to it. But I'll be honest, like most of the fun is in the stealth action elements of Metal Gear. Well, because well, I like you, a five. I did enjoy a bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as we say, most games are stealth action these days. Right. There's a lot of sneaking up behind things behind cover. Mm-hmm. there's a lot of games where they do stealth transitioning to action where you just stealth as much as you can until you get noticed and then it becomes action <laughs> yes that was a lot of metal gear yeah <laughs> so as we say hitman is very much more the the pure stealth experience and yes. the fact that you have to save scum the fact that there's cock of cascade is a point against it in my book hmm. and i think that's kind of like kind of like a stealth game where you have a chance of bringing things back down to a calm state if you do the right thing, even if you get spotted. Well, and you can, I I know I've had a few scenarios in Hitman where, you know, someone will see me dragging a body, uh, mm. and, but then <laughs> always an awkward social situation. Right. And then, you know, you hear, you hear someone in the distance go, why are you dragging that body? Help, help. Yeah. And so like I quick run, change outfits and, you know, blend in somewhere else and you can lower the the general feeling while there still like is an elevated looking for i think mm. i think you can not perfectly nullify nullify the cock up cascade but you can at least pacify it it just sort of taints the entire uh playthrough mm. when something goes wrong yeah when you know when you know you've lost your silent assassin rating and you know someone's <laughs> going to like be suspicious for the rest of the level sure feels like no take back sees which can be obnoxious. You know what? Agent 47 should learn the ability to prop up an unconscious dude and sort of walk through an area with arm in arm with them and go, I am never you taking you out. I'm never taking you out again. Do you hear me? You can. Oh my God. We need a weekend at Bernie's edition. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, this guy. No, he fell down some stairs. Like, yeah. like you could just put a bunch of uh, like, you need like a charisma meter. Like how much can you convince people? 
Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't really hold up to close examination from anyone, but you can get you can just quickly get through a crowded parking lot that way. Yes, that's really funny. <laughs> well, and you know, just the, this system of replaying, like save scumming and replaying levels, which is a an attribute of the Hitman series. You know, you can you re, you play through a level and then you unlock new items that you can carry in with you. You unlock new areas of entry, like a different entry point into it, right? Yeah, it's not so good for immersion, though, that is it. That, that I was going to say, like, the, the neat side is replaying a level and having a mastery over knowing what characters are doing and having fun experimenting with different ways to kill them. The downside, of course, is it takes away the immediacy. It takes away the... It takes away the verisimilitude of the world. Okay, uh, that's a great word. I believe you that that's a word, but I'm going to need you to define it. It means not so much being true, but having the sense of being true or realistic. Say, like, and say it again? Going against the rules established by the world. Verisimilitude. Verisimilitude. First of all, uh, that's a Scrabble winner right off the bat. So I'm not sure you could even play this in Scrabble. Uh, that's beautiful. Yes, but... Uh, by your definition, that is absolutely correct, even though that's part of the fun of the Hitman games is, ooh, ooh, I want to try it this way this time. I want to experiment yeah, and see if I can as, have a little yeah. fun. As we say, it's the pure yes. it's the pure sandbox gameplay thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's funny, though, because it is like at odds with, as we say, the sense of reality about things, and there is a lot of effort that goes into trying to create this sense of reality about it from... All these NPCs with their own agendas and all mm. the realistic ways they react to the things you do. It's yes. a game that's weirdly at odds with itself. Yes. I, I'm going to call it, it's very schlock. And I'm okay mm. with that because I'm a big fan of schlock. Like, you know, for example, if you are dressed up as a guard and you pass another guard who doesn't have the little white dot over his head, that guard will say, ah, it sure is nice to have plenty of guards on site. (laughs) (laughs) See you later, fellow guard. And you just go, "Okay, that's schlocky. It's funny. Yeah, I get what you're doing. (laughs) Certainly is one of those games where all the systems are on full display. Yes. And you can you you can sort of that's like. Uh, that doesn't feel like something a character says. That feels like something a system has said. That's a system <laughs> saying, we have acknowledged that you're in a guard's costume. Carry on. <laughs> right. And so it's like, but I like, I, I guess what I'm saying is like... I've been meaning to write a Dev Diary episode. Uh, the um, the difference of in dialogue that turns a, ca- a character into a system from the yeah. perspective of the player. Well, I, that's it's a good point. It's a I guess what I'm saying is yes, that is a point against Hitman, but also it's aware of it, it acknowledges it, and it doesn't get in the way of Hitman. If that yeah. if that makes any sense. There is a self-awareness there. Yeah. There is a sense of humor, especially when uh you have brilliantly disguised yourself as someone who the victim knows or someone who's world famous <laughs> merely by dressing as that person yes and there's a lot of dry humor where like agent 47 is asked a direct question and he responds with a veiled reference to being an assassin right. every single time and he does everything in this voice yes yes i am the masseuse here to massage yes. the person I am most definitely a misuse. Why don't you lie down for a moment? Or perhaps forever. It's it's it got it's very it's definitely got a tongue in its cheek. Yes. Hitman Absolution was trying to put that tongue even further in the cheek and it didn't really work. It, you know, it I had would, a bit I, of an identity crisis. I think that's certainly the case in the recent trilogy because if you look at if you just go by the story cutscenes it's all very serious. Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. Yes. Manipulators behind the scenes talking in growly phone conversations in dark offices. And then you get into actual gameplay and the same characters just, you know, standing under a swordfish going, ooh, ooh, blimey, where's the swordfish inspector? You know, uh, this swordfish is uh, pretty precariously placed on this wall. Ooh. I bet, and then a little uh, light bulb pops up in front of their head, I bet if someone just, you know, shook the wall a little bit, this would fall right down on me. (laughs) I guess I'll stand underneath it. 
See yeah. that? See, we laugh, but that's literally what it is half the yeah. time. <laughs> I mean, I was yeah. playing the latest one, Hitman Three, and there there was one bit in like the first mission of that mm-hmm. where I overheard a conversation between two cleaners, uh, where one of them said, "said Yeah, I don't know why, but I brought a I brought a bomb to the office that looks exactly like a golf ball." <laughs> don't know what I was thinking. I just guess I was going for some kind of edge lord anarchist. I don't know what, but yeah, I think I've had second thoughts. Mm. So as soon as I'm done here, I'm going to pick up that golf ball-looking explosive from my, from the locker room on level two, and I'm going to take it home and forget the whole thing. <laughs> yes, yes. Mean, meanwhile, one of your victims has a little um, putting range mm. on the top of the roof. Mm-hmm. And the moment that conversation happened, I was like... Yeah, yeah. That There's contrived, and then there's that. No, and it, that also speaks to like they they hit the tone that they were going for in the new Hitman one because level two of Hitman one or maybe level three, I don't know. Um, you run across an NPC who says, "Oh, it sure is uh, terrible that the army took over this school. My dad, who is upstairs currently, used to run that school. In fact, he has a master key." Why the master key opens every door in that school right upstairs. I don't know why he holds on to it. That's verbatim the thing you overhear while walking yeah. to the school. Yeah. So it's, they, it's, they it's, know it's, what they want to be. <laughs> it's very contrived. It's, yes. it's hearing from systems rather than characters again. Right. But it wasn't, it wasn't always the case. I think Hitman Blood Money did this a lot better. Oh. Okay. Uh, Hitman Blood Money... It was probably the best Hitman game before the new trilogy. Mm-hmm. And they had these like scenarios where you could concoct accidental deaths and they didn't and they weren't quite so awkwardly leave it in. Like there's one uh set in an opera house where mm-hmm. you have the option to swap a fake gun for a real gun for a on stage death scene. Yes. Which is quite clever. I guess the problem with that game was that it didn't give you any hints at all. You kinda had to have a guide to be sure. able to do that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Because I like, and I, in the newer games, I can only assume that there is like a uh, an accidental death option for all of your victims, or at, at least I'd Basically, hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the gameplay of the new trilogy is that you just got a checklist of objectives, just to fill out for hundred percent completion's sake. Right. So in pretty much every mission, there's an opportunity to kill them with an accident. There's an opportunity to get them to eat emetic poison so they go to the bathroom so you can drown them in the toilet. There's an option where you can just snipe them. There's an option where you can use the garot wire. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like a, it's like a, the standard achievement for every 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 mission: toilet well, death, <laughs> garot wire death, sniper <laughs> death. Tick tick tick. Snap neck. Right. Well, and I like part of me, like you mentioned earlier, really likes the arcadiness of that. And I I haven't gone through just because you know I've only played them recently to do research for this episode. Uh, but both uh, Hitman 1 and 2 are available if you subscribe to the Stadia Pro. Um, um, so I've also Stadia, been playing them yeah. via Stadia, uh, which has its own issues. But uh, but I – so I haven't actually replayed any levels, but I'm very much looking forward to it. Oh, now that I know the layout, now that I know what characters are can do, what kind of fun can I have killing them? So hmm. I think there there is something there even though, yes, it completely breaks immersion because they don't care about that. They're, they're just having fun. They're schlock, hmm. lighthearted. You know, they're not taking themselves too seriously. That's the weird thing about Metal Gear Solid, isn't it? Because Metal Gear Solid does take it seriously, very seriously, and it, and it is uh, trying to trying to come across as having verisimilitude and uh, trying to explain everything in its world to right. to a fault. <laughs> yeah, they went full Christopher Nolan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Uh, so, which is best, the Metal Gear Solid approach, where it's it's got stealth, but it's also got action, and it's got a little bit more, I guess, um, uh, direction to it. Hmm. So it's not just like a bunch of like interacting with a bunch of systems. It's actually got uh, intended, designed experiences. 
what I what I will tell you is the part of you know speaking specifically of Metal Gear Solid Five, which I think is kind of like you know everything that uh, Kojima has wanted to do um, up until this point, and of course very polished. The, my favorite part of the base infiltration sequences was the ability to choose my own route in. Mm. And, you know, like the freedom that it gave me in in moving about there and Hitman does it better. Hitman gives me more options. It gives me a more realistic setting. And more importantly, it punishes me for being sloppy. It punishes me for trying to do the same trick over and over again. Uh, you know what I keep thinking of in like Metal Gear Solid Five is that little balloon you can attach to people. Uh, that uh, what was that called again? Uh, the uh, Fulton Recovery System, which is a thing in real life, but it doesn't act like it does in Metal Gear Solid. 5. Right? Yes, I I know it's a thing in real life. Stop typing you, that in the comments. You is don't it? get pulled up by the balloon, you idiots. You need like 500 balloons to even lift a small child off the floor. Right. How it works is the balloon goes up a very high distance. Yes. Then a low-flying aircraft comes down, connects to the balloon's line, and pulls right. you up off the ground. That's how the Fulton recovery system works. It would not be stealthy in the slightest. No. Uh, well, but, but also, what that encourages you to do in Metal Gear is knock out a single guard, Fulton, Fulton them out, that guard is no longer in play. Knock out the next guard, Fulton them out, that guard is no longer in play, until you have less guards to deal with. Whereas in Hitman... Sure, you can knock out a guard and steal his clothes, hide his body in a cupboard. Sure, you can do that twice, but then that cupboard is full, my friend. You can't yeah. do the same thing over and over again. Can't systematically remove all the threats before you get to the victim. Exactly. And I dig that so much. That made me, in so many of the Hitman levels, where you know I knocked out a guard, stole his clothes, and then, ooh, wait, there's no bin Right next to this guard, what am I going to do? Well, I got to get through the level fast before that guard wakes up, or I have to, you know, change outfits a couple times, or, or like it made me, it made me think more strategically about how I was going through the level. And with Metal Gear as an action game, it's fine. Like oh, you just go in you, with your machine guns, you action it up. It's great. Well, in a way, I guess it's a, a story versus pure gameplay thing. The story is a bit more engaging in Metal Gear Solid. The game, it's more about the gameplay experience in Hitman because the story's just the same shit. Well, it's it's like the the micro, the I don't want to call it like emergent gameplay where you create your own story, but it's a micro story. You're you're the good guy. You're killing the bad guy. And this is how you kill the bad guy. You're you're creating these little cool moments right cool spy movie moments yeah oh fuck it's, yeah it's not it doesn't really work as a whole i think the thief thief 2 was like the best of both worlds i think you had mm -hmm. an interesting character that you could get behind who was charismatic and interesting and mm -hmm. you had the the fun sprawling system-based level design so someone should just make it a new game that's like thief 2 that was really good someone is making that right the the <sighs> dusk people Right? What was the what was the retro first person shooter people? They're making like a thief like. Oh yeah, I think I know the one you mean. You know what I mean? I don't know the name. I think I might have seen it in some videos somewhere. I'm googling it right now. Gloomwood. Yes. Yes. Yes, I have heard of that. Mm -hmm. But I think it's just going for like, like the thief aesthetic, and really I like it to focus on. Enclosed mission sandbox gameplay, but yes, with, but with, but with the character and story from the thief. Uh, Gloomwood uh, is uh, a thief-like survival horror from the makers of Dusk. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is I don't want to fight monsters. I want to fight thick-witted guards. You go. What was that noise? <laughs> oh, guess it was nothing. I guess. I guess I'll go get my dinner. <laughs> Oh, boy, walking very slowly down this dark corridor. That's what I want for my Thief games. Right? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Because you want to feel... It, we, I want to say you and I have had this conversation before about, like, the feeling, the power fantasy in a game like this is not 
is not like being strong. It's being more clever than your enemy. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah, we have been over that. How it's it's not as satisfying just to kill everything. Right. It's more satisfying to outwit them. <laughs> and I put imagine them waking up in the cupboard later in their pants and go, ooh, that dastardly hitman. <laughs> <laughs> right go, and just, ooh, ooh no i got one, fooled i got no tricked good and proper what happened i was already in a helicopter when they discovered the dead body <laughs> oh i would have gotten away with it if it weren't for that pesky hitman <laughs> right right and that's, and like yeah that's satisfying so me, i guess there's satisfaction in like recruiting the enemy in Melga solid five as well that's sort of fun to think about. Like, like you you manage to remove an enemy as a threat by making him your friend and letting him join your party wagon. Yeah, but don't you just do that by by knocking them out and putting a balloon on them? Yeah, but you know, I think the the whole <laughs> I think the premise is that you're like this internationally famous legendary soldier, and once right. they get once they arrive at your base and rise, I got knocked out by a big boss. That's, this is the greatest thing that has ever happened to me in my life. <laughs> Damn straight, I want to sign up. Benefits, yes, please. That is bullshit. That's a, that is utter bullshit. No, they got kidnapped, and they're like, well, I guess I'm on a secret base now. If I say I don't want to be here, they're going to kill me, so I better join up. <laughs> I mean, you, can, you can just, like, fire people. You can just let people go in that game. But I think the fire them. The yeah, way it's established in that game is that every soldier in the earth apparently has no familial connections. Right. And and just goes, Oh, this is Big Boss's organization. Well, I've heard good things about that guy. I guess I'll stick around. And then they and then when they see how well your base is run, they mm. realize they want to be a part of this. That they want to part be a part of this stupid. brotherhood of soldiers and take part in all the pizza parties. <laughs> That's why you need to. That's where base management really comes into play. Is like how yeah. how many pizza ovens do you have? Because the more soldiers you have, the more pizza parties you need to have. Yes. Make sure your book it subscriptions are up to date. Uh, book it. Yahtzee might not know about that. That was a program here in America where uh, uh, for for school uh, grade school children, where uh, for every book you read, you got to put stickers in a book, and once you got ten stickers, you could go to Pizza Hut. Uh, and get a, a small personal pan pizza for free if you read enough books. That was the Book It program. <laughs> if you go and if you like, take a deep dive into like the Codex and uh, world building documents in yeah. Metal Solid Five and in uh, Peace Walker, which was the first game to have like the base management stuff, mm-hmm. then you do kind of get the impression that life on the big shell, or whatever it's called, is just soldier parties twenty four seven. Like yeah. there's conversations about how. Uh, there's like uh, there's like a monthly birthday party for everyone who's got a birthday that month and everyone gets cake and beer. And um, there was one <laughs> like story in Peace Walker about how they organized a football match. Of course. On the, I, on the uh, helipad. I think that's great because you would have to. Like if you just have that many soldiers, whom, by the way, 90% of you kidnapped, you just have to <laughs> constantly give them like presents and treasures and parties and beer and stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> to compensate for never letting them see their families again because you're you're on an oil platform in the middle of the ocean like no no stay here it's super happy here stay here don't leave don't try to leave i will kill you well <laughs> it's i guess that's just further evidence for the fact that hideo kojima has never met any human beings right but maybe he writes all his uh, games from a cell somewhere that's very very possible but you know uh, yeah. in the context of the world Everyone loves being part of um, the Diamond Dogs or whatever they're called. <laughs> it's it's like winning the soldier lottery, getting knocked out by Big Boss. I think it would be so fun, and I this is just a system that I think would be incredibly difficult to implement in a game like Metal Gear. But if there was a way to turn a base before you infiltrated it, like if there was like a refu- just, just roll up in a in like a, a food truck or something. Well, like, like imagine if you had like a reputation meter or something right. in Metal Gear yeah. Solid Five, and either they were so afraid of you or they were so inspired by all the amazing things. Like you could just roll up and be like, yeah. "You want to, you know, like the uh, like the uh, 
the battle system in Ghost of Tsushima where you just roll up and be like, who wants some? You come to that, my base pizza yeah. parties. That could be like a, a spec thing, like a well, min-max that, thing. You yes. put all your, it's an option. You can put all your points into charisma instead. Yes. And instead of having to infiltrate the base with either stealth or action, you just set up a recruitment drive down the road. Wouldn't that be hilarious? Like, like you said, like you, you unlock, like, I need a taco truck. <laughs> and you just roll up in your taco truck and be like, huh? Free tacos. Yeah. No pressure this time, but I'll be back next week. We'll see how you feel. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun image, just imagining the soldiers just like patrolling and like, like making eye contact as they their patrol routes pass. Yeah. And then they both pause as they hear like in the distance sort of music from a loudspeaker going, don't stop thinking about tomorrow. And, and then like the taco truck pulls up. And then you <laughs> could do like... <clears throat> You throw do, wide the doors and then all the streamers come out but i'm thinking like even like you could do like reconnaissance right like let's say you you sneak into the base and no one sees you and you notice like food wrappers <laughs> or like uh-huh. like you know someone like, someone here is lactose intolerant <gasps> so maybe not the pizza truck this time exactly exactly oh oh this person is has a gluten sensitivity this person's vegan and then you can like organize the menu of your food truck to maximize the, the response of the people now I'm, now I'm picturing a guard suddenly stumbling into a room and going hey that guy's copying down the cafeteria menus <laughs> alert like, like, like you know reads reads like someone's letter home to their girlfriend and be like oh my my uh my my gastric system is all out of whack because the only thing they have here has gluten in it. Ugh. It's like, oh, perfect, <laughs> <laughs> sir, sir. We've inter we've intercepted uh, some communique between the base. Yes, Someone's they ordered a DoorDash. <laughs> we intercepted a DoorDash order. Someone requested no onions. Someone requested no onions. 30% of the base is vegan and very vocal about it. Adjust 30%, the menu. 30%? We're doing operations in Sweden now. This is all, yeah, listen. It's a dice roll. I just, I guess, I guess like, that's the, that's the, like, that's the fun that can happen in, in a video game that doesn't exist. And it's the fun that can happen in metal in the wonderful world of Metal Gear Solid, where... Everyone has pizza parties on their Zelda bases. Well, like that's in a in a perfect world. If Kojima was able to fit every little thing he ever wanted into a video game, I'm sure that would be an option. Uh, but the bluntness of Metal Gear is also kind of the the downfall of it. Like I said, you know, right. just being able to zoop people away in a balloon so you don't have to deal with them. And Hitman obviously has its own amount of bluntness and simpleness, but I feel like its world is a little more forgiving in that sense where, yeah, Mm. you can just fuck around in this area and see what happens. I loved, I loved coming across a side mission that I didn't know was there. Like, um, for anyone who played hitman one, where you get to like dress up as the golf instructor who seduces Mm. the, the, the girlfriend or whatever. Oh, I was like, Oh, that's so fun. Like that's, that's neat. That's a neat way to play a game. Yeah. They've, they've been taking the opportunity to like explore the concept of it. Yeah. Like in the new one, Hitman three, there's a mission set in a British stately home Oh, and you can, and uh, one of the persons you can disguise yourself as is a private detective who shows up to like take the lead on a sort of Agatha Christie murder mystery. And then you can do the murder mystery. You can interview people. You can check for clues and then you can you can have your own parlor scene where you reveal the answer to to uh, the victim. Then they go, "Oh, and now if you'll excuse me, I will now decide what to do with this information." And you shove them off a bridge. <laughs> That's fun. You know what? Yeah. They're having fun with it. I would say Metal Gear Solid probably has a bigger cultural presence because it's easier to make memes out of. You can get more attached to the characters in it. People make attachments to it in different ways than they do to like a Hitman series. Like you think Solid Snake, you think, oh yeah, he's a he's a dude, he's a character. Hmm. He's got a look. He's got. Uh, it, it's funny to imagine him doing silly things. I feel like that's fairly similar with Forty Seven, though. You know, like seeing him like in a clown outfit murdering someone. The I know the that gif of him throwing the briefcase at the person on the jet ski, and then the briefcase like like. Uh, 
homing missile style follows that person <laughs> yeah. around. Like, whatever that is. That's hilarious. Um, I, I feel like as far as meme culture is concerned, they are both equal. I think Metal Gear Solid has like a stronger identity, maybe. Because like, Hitman's ooh. all over the place and you can disguise yourself as whatever. But Metal Gear Solid has like clear characters and clear themes. Um, clear characters, yes. Clear themes, not even within the games. Oh, yeah, well, see, come possibly on. not. Come on. Well, you know what I mean. It's been around for longer. It, you know, and as I say, it's been like it's been around the houses. It's done a whole bunch of different things. Yeah, Hitman's been mainly focusing on creating best gameplay because they've tried like focusing on hit on Forty Seven as a character, and it never really works. Have you ever yeah. seen any of the Hitman movies? For example, yeah, I have. Yeah, <laughs> not very good. You, you know, for even for like action schlock, yeah, they're like they're mid grade. They're, I've seen the know. one with um, Timothy Oliphant in the main role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I don't seem to remember they were like, you're trying to uh, bring across certain elements from the gameplay, which doesn't really work under examination. No. Mm. No. It's, it's be- yes, and, and they failed because of the reason you stated, which is they try to give him a character arc, and they mm. shouldn't. Just... Do what they did. Well, and now we have the template of the newer games where it's like, oh, yeah, just murder some really bad people and have some fun doing it. That's all we want. Because that's what I mean by having character. Because Hitman, when you focus on Agent 47 as a character, it's not as interesting. Yeah. But then you look at games like Metal Gear Solid 4, which really focuses on Solid Snake as a character. And he's and it's kind of laughable in a lot of ways, but there's also like a lot to latch onto there. Sure. Sure. There's, There's a lot more depth to Solid Snake as a character. That I can agree with. That I can absolutely agree with. Um, I, mean, I, do, I kind of love that he's like in he's like hetero life mates with Otacon. I think it's it's cool that these two guys are just basically a married couple. Yeah. Somehow they found each other, and now like they're never apart. They have no, their own yeah. cool. They have their own cool handshake. If if Kojima was slightly more woke, like this this official marriage would have happened ages ago. Absolutely. I mean, they adopted a kid in Metal Gear Solid 4. I just think it's fun. I think it's cute. I think it's a, a nice, like, f- like facet to their characters. Mm-hmm. That they have this sort of dysfunctional family life. I, I agree with that. I guess, like, to me, and I know this is a difference just between you and me and us as gamers. To me, that's why I like Hitman more is because I don't care about those characters. I just want to have fun in the world. specifically in metal gear there's just too much story so i can't latch on to any of it uh yeah fair enough differences i mean i've been playing i played metal gear solid back on the ps1 back in the day yeah and i've played like all the games as they came out along the years so it's been easier i mean if you try to binge watch the whole thing right now it should probably be quite a load (laughs) but having played them gradually over the years i've got a bit more attachment to it i suppose and I feel like with with each with each game after Metal Gear Solid, which yes, I I played and loved. With each game after that, I've played less and less of the game. I've been able to get through less and less of each subsequent game. And so, like mm-hmm. to me, like I'm missing more of the story just because more story is added with each game, and I can't be bothered. I just can't <laughs> fair be enough. Fair enough. So, uh, which who after our discussion here. I feel like the easy answer for who is the stealthier is clearly Agent 47. Mm, Not to say his well, character is better, but if you're going to choose someone to do a mission to be stealthy, who are you going to choose? I feel like they kind of live in different worlds. Ooh. I feel like Solid Snake just lives in a world of like soldiers patrolling bases. And Agent 47 lives in some kind of weird cartoon world where everyone is insane <laughs> and fails to notice people close to them being replaced by a dude wearing the same outfit. Mm. I feel like there's a level of absurdity to the Hitman series that sort of sort of spoils immersion, spoils attachment in a couple mm. of ways. Interesting. Uh, I think I guess I guess that's fair. Uh, I think it's a, a 
biting social commentary on people really not noticing those who they feel to be beneath them. Oh, fine. I'm making, I'm completely making that up though. Well, uh, you can well, like, there's, there's less chances of getting caught if you are like dressed up like a janitor or a waiter. And I like that. Well, it makes sense if you're disguised as just like a random employee. It's when you're right. disguised as, you know, a specific person that it gets stupid. <laughs> Yeah, it does. Hmm. Well, anyway, speaking of stupid, actually, I mean, if you go deep into a lot of Metal Gear Solid games, there's a lot of stupidity there as well. (laughs) You can get the cardboard boxes, and you can get cardboard boxes with, like, attractive women on the side that enemy soldiers mistake for a real attractive woman for for a brief moment, which is dumb. That's dumb. Yeah, there's a lot of of dumb. And I guess, like, that's... There's a lot of dumb in both games, and as we had to have discussed, like Hitman accepts its dumbness and rolls with it, whereas okay. Metal Gear fights against its dumbness and tries to say, "No, no, we're not dumb. We're very serious." But here's a cardboard box with a scantily right. clad lady on. Right. right. Well, I say they both do to a certain extent, but well, I guess we're just wobbling around the same issues. Let's wrap we- it up. We are. We'll wrap it up. Um, it, my my big wrap up is I'm quite enjoying the hip, the new Hitman series, uh, and I'm I'm uh, slightly disappointed that I didn't play them earlier because I'm having a good time. Though now I'm playing well, them good. for free, so there we go. See how you feel about them by the time you get to the end. You might have gotten a bit sick of the endless routine of follow a dude around until he mysteriously says, "Hey, all of my guards <laughs> leave the room so I can have some alone time with my new best pal." Ooh, let's lean over this ledge for a second for no particular reason. Touche. I will take that. Uh, I will take that criticism. But in any case, uh, thank you all for watching and or listening to this. This podcast was inspired by the slightly Civil War episode Stealth Off. Who is sneakier, uh, Agent 47 or Solid Snake? Uh, which you can watch over at escapismagazine.com, where you can also become an Escapist Plus member. You get benefits uh, like ad-free viewing on the website, the ability to ask us creators questions, more importantly, uh, supporting us so we get to make the weird shows that we like to make. Uh, Similarly, you can become a YouTube member, and there you get our videos a week early on YouTube and special emotes when we live stream so we can more easily see your username uh, and all that fun stuff. And remember to follow us all on Twitter. That's I'm at Yahtzee Crowshaw and he's at Harlack and the Escapist, uh, Escapist Magazine and all sorts of stuff. Exactly. And we will slightly see you later. Bye. Bye, Toffee. Bye. Also, you should watch these podcasts so you can see Toffee waving. (laughs) 